0: Gaming the System, the number one podcast for gaming addiction, brought to you by Game Quitter. We use research backed information to provide you with helpful solutions to gaming disorder, as well as shedding light on some of the most pressing matters in the video game industry every single week. We'll also feature guests who were former gaming addicts and have gone on to game the system, creating a life for themselves outside of the virtual world. Thanks for listening. The last couple of weeks have been a pretty wild ride, as far as gaming and gambling has been concerned. It all kind of started with the whole GTA casino. And If you didn't see that, uh, the Grand Theft Auto game, they released a fully fledged casino into the game as a expansion pack. And this, this casino allowed you to uh, buy chips in the game which you could actually use your real money for and you could play things like blackjack, poker, you could bet on horses, you could upgrade your penthouse apartment and uh, do these missions to make more money and rise up through the ranks and live a life of luxury. Uh, I think they, they what do they refer to as? Uh, divulging all of your whims and greatest desires or something Crazy and cringe inducing. And if you want to find out more about it, we do have a video about that on our YouTube channel about how it exposes children to gaming because that was quite a big argument around the game releasing the casino. Obviously, it's an 18 plus game or 17 plus in some countries, and it's known for its mature themes whether it's violence and killing, or prostitution and sex, drinking and drugs. There's a lot of adult themes in the game and when we mentioned to people that were exposing kids to gambling through this expansion, they kind of laughed at us and said it's mature game, but if you've actually played the game you'll quickly realise that a lot of the audience is kids and teenagers and it's pretty common knowledge that people below the age of 17 play the game, it's probably one of the biggest audience bases for the game. And on top of that, they don't even list gambling as one of the warnings in place in the rating. So where it's listed as having violence and um, drinking and sex, there's no reference to gambling. In all seriousness, this casino doesn't actually count as gambling. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's a casino. (laughs) How can it not count as gambling? Well, because you can't actually win real money from the casino. Then under laws in countries like America, the UK, Canada, Australia, it doesn't actually count as gambling. Now, it was actually banned in over 50 countries around the world. Uh, I think there's a few in Europe that have stricter gambling laws that class these kinds of in-game entertainment as gambling. But the largest markets around the world haven't actually caught up yet. We're still using outdated gambling laws that mean things like this literal casino don't count as gambling. And on that same line, a controversial subject is loot boxes, and even though you're gambling real money to gamble, On things that let you gamble, you still don't find countries classing these things as gambling, which is still crazy to me. You're paying money for a completely random chance at getting something you want, and it's still not gambling. Again, some countries have caught on and have banned loot boxes, but the fact that loot boxes have become so prevalent in games, whether they're games aimed for children or teenagers or adults or whatever. It's such a huge issue and one that's actually been quite controversial in the news very recently. Now, in the last couple of days, we've actually received news that the big big publishers of games are starting to disclose the odds of loot boxes, similar to how Apple did recently. Uh, I think in 2017... They made it mandatory for all apps to disclose the odds for loot box mechanic, uh, loot box mechanics that are in place, and I think Google Play followed up not long after. Well, now Microsoft, uh, Sony, and Nintendo are requiring for all companies to publish odds on any games that get released on their systems, and. I've seen a list of some of the members that are contributing to this as well. It's a pretty extensive list, actually. I'm quite surprised. Com- there's companies such as Activision, Blizzard, Bungie, Bethesda, Electronic Arts, and Ubisoft, two of the big ones, Take-Two, um, Wizards of the Coast. There's loads of loads of companies have taken part in this, and they're hoping to get it implemented by 2020. I think this is a great start. Uh, it helps to raise awareness of the the minuscule odds that people are actually getting on these rare items in games. And it might make them think twice about purchasing, purchasing them. Because you might think initially that loot boxes and mechanics like that don't actually pose much for a problem. If people want to do it, if people want to spend money, then they can. Sure, it's their life, they can do what they want. But... There's actually a lot of evidence that simulated gambling at a younger age will lead to problem gambling later in the future. And there's been studies done where they've tested people's prevalence to um, simulated gambling at a young age and linked it to people who also suffer from video game addiction. And these two things go hand in hand and when one person suffers from video game addiction they're more likely to spend more money on simulated gambling and eventually go on to spend money um, in real gambling later on. And so it's definitely an issue in games that are targeted at children and there's more and more of those popping up every so often, especially on the mobile app stores. A lot of games targeted to children are featuring these mechanics. And that's where we kind of have the biggest problem at game Quitters. I don't think gambling has any place in children's games. I'm not sure if you. <laughs> I'm not sure if you think the same. I think any sane person would think that. It's a different kind of kettle of fish when adults and it's their own money and they can do what they want, but kids are quite uh, quite easy to sway and quite easy to manipulate with advertisements and targeted um, mechanics in place. Not only that, but something that's quite worrying is the rise of these patents that are being brought uh, about in the gaming industry. Now this is something that hasn't actually been uh, brought into the, the public spotlight too much. Um, Dr. King released a study on these patents and they're actually quite shocking Um, there are patents in place that allow gaming companies to target very specifically people that are playing these games and they can target them to such a degree that they manipulate things such as loot box odds and the rewards that pop up like the offers you get in game, they can even see if you're spending time considering purchasing a certain item and then match you in game against people that have that item that may end up beating you and you think that you need that item to get an edge or you think your game would improve dramatically if you get that item. Like When you're subjected to that kind of stimulus, it's pretty easy to get manipulated into buying these items in game and it's perfectly normal and accepted for companies to be doing this in their games and once I discovered it uh, it's I was completely blown away by how prevalent it is in games I used to play um, and how noticeable it is now when I think back to uh, the way but well at least how I handled purchases in game, especially on things like FIFA, that's a really big one when you play against players on FIFA Ultimate Team that are much better than yours or you're looking at a specific player and in that game it's very easy to spend real money and get an edge, whereas in something like Fortnite it's purely cosmetic, in FIFA it's a direct link between how much money you spend and how good your players are and how well you can do Obviously, at some point, skill is always going to triumph over money spent. But you can't argue that if you've got a pretty terrible team and you go go up against someone with Messi, Ronaldo, and all these amazing players, that you're going to want to spend more money to get those. Like it's pretty clear how easily someone could be swayed, especially when games like FIFA are marketed to ages three and up. And on top of this. There are also studies done um, to find a link between people suffering with gaming addiction and people spending money on loot boxes. And there are actually industry terms that he used to target people. And you might have heard about whaling or whales. There's a great video called Let's Go Whaling from a game developers conference where... They refer to big spenders in games as whales, and it's all about how you can hook these whales and target them more efficiently and manipulate them into spending more because they're the biggest earners. But they also have categories uh, such as dolphins, which are risky consumers, and then there are minnows and freeloaders who are kind of non-pathological and they're less likely to spend money. But uh, it's kind of crazy that the industry is, or at least it's such a norm in the industry, that they have specific terms for people based on their spending characteristics or their, their likelihood of um, expenditure within a game, and they can then target these people more effectively. There's so many things that have come about uh, recently, and at least for me anyway, that have changed my whole perspective on this gambling and loot box fiasco. But I guess that's a great way for us to bring about more awareness of it, and it's a great way for us to talk more and raise more awareness. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to do much to stop the industry until regulations come into place from the government or um whatever it is, uh, certain sanctions. These things are the only possible uh, ways for us to affect the gaming industry and to have an effect on. way they go about doing business. But I think it's absolutely necessary to have these discussions and talk about ways that we can help, even on the small scale, just informing people to make better choices and be more cautious of the games they're letting their kids play, or even they themselves are playing. if If they know that they have problems with gambling, as opposed to being targeted to spend more in the game, should gaming, gaming companies be doing more to help them? Should they be encouraging them to spend less? I know it doesn't make sense from a financial perspective for these games, which is usually what they care about most of the time, but at some point they have to start caring about their consumers, otherwise there's not going to be any consumers to care about anymore. And I think it's going to change a lot of this whole dynamic between people and the industry over the next couple of years. And it's all come about from people in the industry, or at least on our side of the industry speaking up, whether it's us at Game Quitters and the work we do, or people like Jim Sterling on YouTube or Beluga, Beluga, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, They're bringing more and more recognition to the tactics that are used by the gaming companies to get you to spend money and to gamble and, get these in-game items, because you think it will give you an edge. And when in reality, you're spending money, maybe you do want to spend money, I don't know, maybe, maybe you really want to spend £10,000 to get the best teams you can, or the best items you can, but a lot of the time, you're pressured into spending this money. Whether it's your matchmaking preferences, or who you're playing against, or whether your friends have these things, just incessant pop-up rewards and notifications for you to spend more money whatever it is they're going to try and do it and they've got endless tactics endless psychologists coming up with ways to make you spend more and like I said all we can do is talk raise awareness and push for regulation even if it's just Releasing data about their consumers because they don't let on to uh, what they actually have on their players. All they say is they know a few key metrics, whether it's location or time spent on the system, whereas in reality they actually have a lot more. They're just hiding it. And we'd love a game critic, especially, and I know so many researchers would, uh, we'd love to get a hand on this information. Obviously, it would (laughs) would change everything we know about it and shed a whole new light on the industry. But it would be a great opportunity for us to actually put real treatment in place for people who need it uh, with this data and through healthcare systems such as the NHS or in America and Canada and just get real solutions for people who have real problems instead of getting them to divulge their their spending uh, divulge their gambling habits and spend more and more and more in these games we need to be helping instead of hindering thanks for listening to this episode of gaming the system i've been your host james with the game quitters network of podcasts if you haven't already check out our other podcast life unlocked it can be found on Spotify and uh, soon to be Apple Podcasts um, Google. I just, <laughs> I know this is a super serious outro, but I just said uh, Google and my phone is lighting up at me. And uh, God, I really need to turn that off when I'm doing a podcast. Anyway, yeah, check out Life Unlocked. It's uh, myself and matters members of the Game Quitters community giving self-improvement advice on personal development uh, from our personal experience, and we'll have guests on, and it's a great, it's a casual conversation uh, with some great real-world advice, which I think people in this community would find really helpful. But anyway, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.